Hello everyone, welcome to the actual 50th numbered episode of Zing This. You've got me, Zinger. And I'm Ellie. And we are joined by a special guest who is joining us to discuss Spider-Man Blue. Yay! Hi guys, thanks for having me on episode 50, it's very exciting. My name is uh, Imran, I co-host the Jock and Nerd podcast. Spoiler alert, I am not the jock. Oh. So you don't have to worry. <laughs> we got the wrong no, guy. <laughs> there will be no sports references uh, made. Uh, my co-host Anthony is the jock, and you can check us out at jockandnerd.com. But I'm so excited. I, I talk to Spider-Man uh, with anyone at any time. And you know what? I've always wanted to zang something uh, there uh, you all go. day long. I was like, what can I zang? I'm going to zang this. But uh, you guys need to tell me how exactly do you zang something. Um, that actually, the, the, the weird and strange origin of Zing This came from actually way back, uh, oh my gosh, origin story time. Um, <laughs> that actually came from when I used to do, what what was it, a blog thing I would type up every now and then? Yeah. And it was one of those things to where, like, you know, when, when, when debate, when people would debate stuff, they're like, oh yeah, well, how about this? So I jokingly was like, oh yeah, well, I Zing This. <laughs> so that's the okay. stupid origin of where Zingness came from, and it's just kind of stuck. I and, like it, and it's just it's just funny, and I I I, I dig it because it's also my name, so <laughs> kind of have to. I, I like it; it's catchy. But man, thank you guys for having me on. Uh, super geeked. Thank you. So the read this for this month was Spider-Man Blue. Yes. Which I going into this have never read Spider-Man Blue, but I have read stuff from Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale on the, his, their DC side. Yes. Uh, Public Enemies, uh, the introduction of Superman Batman with um, Supergirl was also one where it was, uh, that's that's Jeff Loeb writing there. Um, and then they also had the Long Halloween, Dark that Victory. That amazing, yeah. And Superman for All Seasons on the DC side. And I've read those and I love them, but I never got into their Marvel run. In the Marvel side, they do these color-coded stories. They've done, mm -hmm. like, there's one, I think, the Hulk Gray. There's a Captain America one. It's always, mm -hmm. like, the hero and a color. And that's kind of their version of what they were doing on the DC side, on the Marvel side. And it was just, it's very exciting to see it on the Marvel side. Because it's a great team, creative team. Ellie, have you read this before? I had not read this before coming into this. Excellent. I'm really yes. excited because <laughs> this is actually, if you've never even read Spider-Man... This is like the perfect six-issue miniseries. It gives you everything you need in in these six issues. That's how brilliant this is. I I will I will agree, but I I have a side pin in that, which we'll get to later. Which we'll okay. get to later. We'll, we'll get to All that right. pin later. But um, have you? I just was wondering, since my my knowledge in comics is to an extent, but was there a significance with the coloring? Because I did notice there there is a line at the end that Peter does say about him being feeling blue. So I was wondering if you've read the other ones and if there's references to the colors in those as well. Yeah, I mean, as far as I can tell, it is kind of like it's a play on the color of the character and then a theme in the book. So oh. Hulk Gray, you know, it deals with the Gray Hulk, uh, but uh, I forget the other colored it's ones. Daredevil Yellow and yes. Captain America it's White. White, yeah. So Daredevil Yellow is interesting because originally when the character was designed, he was a lot of yellow and mm -hmm. red. And then Captain America White is interesting if you think of the colors of the stars of the flag and the stripes. And I'm sure there's some meaning of that in there. But in this, they do, you know, he's got blue on his costume. Mm -hmm. but it's also, he's sad, uh, remembering Gwen Stacy, which is a uh, yes. great, great double meaning. So you're, you are, I mean, you've already pointed this out. You are a big Spider-Man fan. Yeah, here's the thing. Look, ever since I was a kid, I, I had a Spider-Man toothbrush holder. I had a Spider-Man <laughs> garbage can. I have Spider-Man toys from the 70s when I was a kid before wow. I could even read. Uh, I, for some reason, I was just attracted to this character. And then I, when I was 12, I started reading Archie comic books. And my cousins dropped off literally a garbage bag full of old comic books from the 70s, which had DC, Marvel. But they were big Spider-Man fans. So I got to read a lot of the old Spider-Man and then I started buying comics like weekly at 12 through the 90s. And then actually Spider-Man is the thing that burned me out. Uh, something called the Clone Wars in the 90s. I don't know if you're familiar. Very. This is the thing that I loved 
burned me off of comics for a, a good decade or so. Uh, which is, you know, it happens with things you love. Sometimes it does. Uh, <laughs> they get you, but you still love them. So then I jump back in around t- 2011. I've been trying to read Spider-Man ever since in the Dan Slott era and all the stuff they're doing now. <laughs> but I missed it when I start. I like, I just like having a, a little bit of Spider-Man like every month mm-hmm. in my life and and checking in. It was like checking in with an old friend. What's he <laughs> up to? I I definitely will agree with that. Um. I feel like Spider-Man's stories are really are always very well 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 written. There we go. I can talk again. <laughs> and um, this one, get, getting into talking, starting to discuss Blue. Um, this one I thought was I, I I knew going in from reading their 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 DC stuff that they are very. It's 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 a very story character driven yeah. narration of stuff. It's it's got a, it's. Basically, I I told Ellie like before she started reading. I'm like, by the way, I haven't. You, she read it before I did. Like we 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 traded off, and before she even started reading, it, I was like, oh, by the way, it's very wordy. And she goes, I thought you hadn't read it yet. I'm like, no, I read their other stuff. Trust me, it's it's great, but it is you're basically almost like reading a book, and it's and it's phenomenal for that because it does so much. It's just so well, and I think it's a good um counterbalance to the artwork that that um tim sale does was with jeff yeah. Loeb's writing and yeah, great team and I, I i don't know if this is a spoiler but here's the here's the other thing they they in the their books do a good job of and i know they've done this with dc i need to read the rest of the marvel ones now i feel but in the dc ones they did a great job of sort of they don't really do origins for characters they kind of drop in assuming you know a lot of the continuity yeah that's a good point yeah absolutely and and they 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 of course do some origins for certain characters i don't want to say too much because ellie hasn't read um long halloween yet so i don't want to spoil some of the stuff in there but it is it, it i think they did a great job and this one sort of drops in at the point where he meets mary jane again and is kind of out of high school in college starting to yeah trying to Trying to go from the bookworm Peter to the cool guy Peter. <laughs> the cool yeah. Peter. Yeah, the, the cool Peter. And, and Harry's kind of on his you know side and everything for that. And Flash Thompson's floating around, which I thought that was great because that the whole him going into the military was something that was brought up more recently in the comics with how he yeah. became Venom or Agent right. Venom. So that, right. that, that was a nice kind of cool, this, this gave a little bit of an origin story for that. And I, I just personally enjoyed reading it. That that's that was kind of my opinion with, without saying getting too deep into it yet. Just kind of my my brief little here's here, here's my 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 brief little paragraph. That's a really good point. They like I I just said they give you everything, but the one thing they don't give you is they don't do the origin, which is part of why mm-hmm. I really I think it's really refreshing and I and I enjoy it. They don't they they respect you enough to know that you know Spider Man. We don't have to retell this again. Uh, but this is how you handle it. You just give us this kind of sad love story. But it's got all the villains yes. and all his his uh, the whole. He has a great rogues gallery. I think comparable to Batman. I, like I one would, of the best rogues. Yeah, galleries. I would definitely say that Spider Man somehow has accrued a very interesting rogues gallery. <laughs> yes, over his yes. over his tenure. Yeah, but Ellie had something. Sorry. Um. Well, I I don't want to be hated. Because I, I, I definitely, I, Spider-Man, I, same with me, I love Spider-Man. I'm, uh, I'm getting a pitchfork. And I know. I know. No, I really want to know what Ellie thinks. Because I oh, have Spider-Man Homecoming review. <laughs> and this is really interesting. Uh, female perspective, reading this cold, I am so fascinated to know what oh, you think man. over all this. Okay, You've well, been given the green light, Ellie. Oh, no. Okay. Woo. Clearly, by the way I've talked in other episodes, and uh, Justin can, sorry, Zinger, Singer can um, <laughs> attest to this. I love Spider-Man. I love, love, love Spider-Man. He, I just like his flow. I like his youthfulness, um, his quirkiness. I just, I think he's adorable. Um, I don't necessarily agree that this is a good starting point. <gasps> um, okay. okay. I, f- I feel like um, this is great for fans already of Spider-Man as far as, 
you like like kind of like what you said is you know you don't need the origin story you already know him you already love him and you know so you don't need it but for somebody that's never read now i've read spider-man before just not this one um but for somebody that's never read spider-man before i don't necessarily think this is the best one for them to start with Mm -hmm. um, because i think they're going to have more questions than answers and so yes it's it's a good book a very very well written book um and i'll come back to the other side of that but um very well written book i do like it a lot I, I like the freshness of it like you guys said but but definitely don't just don't think necessarily this is the best starter for somebody that never okay, read spider-man no yeah i could see that okay yeah so but. so you're 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 up to the plate now sir god i'm making okay. i'm making jock references now <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what that means. You want me to go next? To the point. No, I know. I play dumb. I know. I know how sports work. I just don't care. That's all, That's all it comes down to. Uh, me, look. I actually, I re- I, just, I reread this again. I own this, uh, which is why I didn't feel bad when I found it online and read the whole thing online for the show <laughs> because I have paid for it. But man, I forgot. It's just such a great, melancholy, intimate story. Uh, the, Tim Sale's art is it's so open and uh, it's uh, not over rendered. Uh, it's just exactly what you need. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Frank Miller meets Mike Mignola. Uh, to me, this was kind of a version of like the Dark Knight Returns, a Spider-Man taking him like very seriously, but mm-hmm. not dark, showing his his human side. Um, and uh, I love the little homages that he's done. They do. He there's a you know there's a splash page where it's like Amazing Fantasy 15. Yes. Uh, and even the way it's kind of like set in the sixties, it's kind of like, you don't know what time it is, but the way they're, they're dressed, you got the, the V-neck classic V-neck vest sweaters and uh flash with this letterman jacket. So, but then you have Mary Jane, who's kind of like seventies, uh, uh, glam rock ish. Uh, but, uh, man, just a great, he's recording. If you think about it. The whole, this whole, uh, yeah, whole okay, yeah, the, the, the big reveal of that this is actually the narration is him recording these tapes, which we'll get to what these tapes are, I guess, right? Later, so sorry, it, I, I don't think yeah. we have mentioned that yet. I just wanted to point that out. That's like kind of the narration gimmick, is but I was like, he's recording a podcast, it's kind of like Peter's <laughs> oh my gosh, he is <laughs> for podcast episodes for Gwen or whoever, it's like a personal diary. So, and I love that in the reel at the end. But uh, uh, for me, like you said, as a Spider-Man fan, I was like, this, you have all the villains and it's a, it's a great uh, heartfelt story. And you really, you really feel for Peter and Mary Jane and, and Gwen. And like, this is the Spider-Man I grew up with. Like, mm. I think you're absolutely right, Ellie. Maybe this isn't a good start. Like that. My only problem with Homecoming is that they had made him too likable. And, and this, this high school Spider-Man is kind of like a newer thing when Brian Michael Bendis started Ultimate Spider-Man. The Spider-Man I grew up with loving was the guy who was in college who was working for the paper who had to make ends meet. And he just had bad Parker luck. But yes. somehow he always got these chicks. Like, it didn't make <laughs> sense. Like, Peter has no confidence in himself, yet there's these two beautiful women. He's nerd hot. Yeah, I guess that's what it is there. They, they love his brain. He is nerd hot. <laughs> His brain makes him sexy. Uh, but, yeah, I was, I mean, I was just excited when uh, I found out that uh, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale were going to do one of their books about Spider-Man. Because I, I just, uh, it's a great interpretation. So I really love this six-issue series. Um, on the artwork real quick, I, I, I forgot to mention this in mine. I feel like it is almost taken from the 60s, like 60s, 70s yeah. era, like just kind of his version of that. And I know he did a lot of that with the Batman to where it looks like this This could have been a much more cleaned up version of something from that time period. And Absolutely, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed the look of it a lot. I enjoyed, you know, with him, the way he did Spider-Man. I thought that it was well done. Um, I, I enjoyed the, the the feel of it to an extent. Um, as for the rogues gallery, I thought it was nice. But the other thing is, I, I feel like we're we're each gonna have our little kind of takeaway from this. Of we're, we're we're not digging at the book as it's bad. We're just digging at it, you know, as a we're we're letting you know ahead of time, sort of th- some stuff. But it is he he is Spider Man. He is doing Spider Man like stuff throughout. But it's more of a story of Peter Parker, right? Than it is about Spider-Man, yeah, and and it's really it's refreshing because a lot of times you know you'll get these comic you know you'll get these 
events and stuff are these, you know, arcs where he's he's always Spider-Man. He's never has time to be Peter Parker. And this was interesting right. to mm-hmm. see what Spider-Man takes away from him. And that, that whole, you know, great... It didn't say it. It didn't, yeah, it didn't say the great power comes great responsibility in here, but it was an ever-present message that, you know, he had to, Ellie is fact-checking me right now. I was like, I thought it did one time. He Ah, Really? I don't remember it. He doesn't, he says something about what Um, his... um, Actually, fellas. uh Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I was like, I don't think you're right. What what Um, issue is this in? There are some days I hate that with great power comes great oh. responsibilities. Boom. Boom. I thought I thought you just said I just I Mike thought drop. that darn it. I thought that Mike Oh, I thought that Right here in the corner. I thought that moment was him saying um, you know, what what my uncle said to me rings through and I th- I thought he just never actually said it. Uh, it's on a splash page. That doesn't count. I uh, might have missed it. Who needs pages? Girls <laughs> do. <laughs> okay, so look, they they threw that little line in. You know what? I would have appreciated in Homecoming that they threw that line in also. Like, would it have hurt them to at least feel sad about Uncle Ben once? Like, just, that was the thing that bothered me about Homecoming. Is like no mention of they just been through this tragedy and like no mention of that at all. Too many people worrying about panting over Aunt May that they, uh, uh, yeah. they oh didn't gosh, care you're, about. You're Uncle getting ben. on this again, you guys. No, Ellie, I agree with you. There's no reason she needs to be hot. Thank in you. Fact, the joke that she's hot doesn't even really work in universe if you think about it, because this is the only Aunt May they know. Like, they, it makes sense to us because we've seen old Aunt Mays. But like, why do you keep? Why was the waiter bringing up she's hot? It, it did. It was completely unnecessary. It almost it reduced her to like an object. And Aunt May. Is more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Even in this book, dude, they have great conversations, and there's that great that moment where he's just he wants to talk about Aunt May, and it's literally no words. It's just like three shots of Aunt May, like cooking and taking care of him. But you can you can feel that love and that bond, and I just didn't yes. get that from the relationship in Homecoming. All right. Oh, I well, agree. well, if 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 we are airing the stuff we did not cover <laughs> on Homecoming, <laughs> I've had something I've been hanging on to Uh-oh. since then that I did not mention, and okay. I cannot find a way to bring it up. Go ahead. So finally, I will. Okay. I enjoyed the fact that when he was speaking in Spider-Man, you know, with the mask on, that his voice was sort of kind of sounded like somebody was talking with a mask on. Right. I enjoyed that they finally incorporated that. And I just, for some reason, I never mentioned that in our review. It should it should sound muffled. It wasn't muffled in the other movies. Did they just like, I dub don't them in? think it was that muffled in the other. Yeah. I I know it wasn't in the Sam Raimi ones. Okay, okay. Um, not. I it have seen like... the Andrew Garfield ones maybe once. <laughs> through we 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 own we, them. I was gonna say we we own, we them, own them, but, but I've watched them maybe once, and it was I think fleetingly paying attention to it too. So he might have, and I just don't know that. <laughs> Yeah, no, I like the muffle. It should be muffled, and then you saw like he had to raise his uh, mask up to talk on the phone. Yep, because it is too muffled. But that was always like uh, in the comic books. Like that's what that's how you disguise your voice when you were on the phone. You just put like a piece of cloth over it, and then <laughs> they think you're the superhero. That's 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 how it works. Okay, I, th- I think we're done with our homecoming airing <laughs> of grievances. Come up again. You never know. But because I, I the was, the thing is, I wish they made this into a movie. This, I Spider-Man thank you. Blue would make a great movie. Thank you. I I agree with you. I, I definitely agree with you on that. I was thinking that while I was reading. I'm like, this would have been a good... It would have been hard to do because you would have had to have had it in sort of an established universe. Yeah. Or this would have been a... Okay, fine. Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't read it. And spoiler alert from something, what, in the mid-60s? Uh, uh. He is doing these recordings for Gwen State kind of as a tribute to Gwen Stacy. You're kind of trying to get over the fact that she is dead. And what she died. (laughs) And this would have been a great way to have that done in the movies. If you want, I don't know how they could do it now. You'd have to, yeah, you have to establish that first. I mean, again, Ellie, you're or or not not even establish that. Yeah. That might be how you reveal that she's dead is you have this whole thing to where he's narrating. You think he's narrating in person and then you get to the end and you see him recording, and then it sort of has the flashback to the funeral and what happened, and that sort of is the reveal at the end. The, the twist at the end is that you think he's narrating live action himself the whole time, but he's actually recording 
and it reveals that she had died, and it reveals that whole thing. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Like I said, I mean, that's a... the reason why this blue works so good is because in the comic books, when Gwen Stacy was killed by the goblin or by Peter's webbing, like in, in nothing like that had ever been done before. It was so huge. People were shocked, and it it was so meaningful. And it's like one of the best moments in in all the Spider-Man history. It's just it's like you feel it. So this is why this hits so hard for an established mm-hmm. fan base. But yes. down the line, after and like they kind of did it in the movie. If you combine like the 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 scene from Sam Raimi's Spider-Man on the bridge with Gwen Stacy's death in Amazing Spider-Man Two. That's the scene. They just like broke it up, and uh, mm-hmm. I don't know why they didn't just do it like they do in the comic book. Uh, but but I loved in the first Sam Raimi movie, the death of Green Goblin is exactly what happens after Gwen Stacy's death. Exactly, his own his own glider gets him, and he jumps out of the way. Uh, that was great. But yeah, she dies. So like this is uh, going back to hang out with Gwen Stacy in this book is kind of cool. I, I I do enjoy that, and it's one of those things that you kind of. When you start reading it, you're just thinking it's his little, you know, inner monologue stuff. But then you keep on getting these weird little clips and yeah, clicks and clip clips sounds yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And they keep getting more apparent as time yeah. goes on. Yeah, they do. So you kind of start, there's like, okay, there's something weird going on with the narration. Well, and and instead of maybe like a big motion picture, because mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think that this story is for everyone. Like, I think there are going to be some people out there um, not... It's, it's for, as we said, established yeah. fans, sort of. Um, I think maybe being now that it's really starting to get popular on Netflix and Hulu with these exclusive shows, ah. and they're not necessarily these 23-episode shows or those shorter shows that are only like 10 to 12 episodes, I think this would be a really good story to do, oh, yeah. like, a you know, just a single run of just this series i think that would work better than maybe a movie based off of this does that make sense yeah that, that, I, I can see that too interesting That'd be awesome yeah they're, they're, I, I can see them amping up a lot of the action scenes yeah because there, there are action scenes in here and it does have a good chunk of his rogues gallery well it's kind of like when we watched daredevil the mm-hmm. first season yeah right yeah. i mean there's definitely episodes where it kind of you got to get through it. You know, it, it, it's interesting, but it's just, it's heavy dialogue and it's, it's trying to get some story out. And then you see a, a action scene. You're like, Oh, that's so awesome. And then you got to get through a little get... bit more, you know, so <laughs> they're doing a great job of world building, Yes, but it's to the point where it's like, Oh, okay. You've, you've, you've seriously built an entire city of world building. <laughs> we get it. We get it. Yes. Give us some action. Let's show some action. <laughs> yes, yeah, please. I mean, this isn't, but the, uh, I love the balance. And like, like you guys said, there is action, but there's also, so great uh they, uh, the parts where they're hanging out it reminds me of like archie and betty and veronica oh yes. yeah uh, definitely a, a little bit which is kind of which is kind of great it's very kitschy but there are action scenes uh as well but it's not about the action really it's about peter's uh inner inner monologue there mm-hmm. and of course the peter parker bad luck too which i i think that that was very present in here as oh, well yeah, is, it was. oh is, i love that yeah is, is he has this dumb luck scenario of where you know well he got, mentions with good there comes bad yeah yep, like he says all, that whatever this is yep. a balance of life like he can never whatever something could happen something bad happens there's like a great moment and uh i think in peter parker like a perfect example in the comic books he's fighting bad guys all day he's trying to make it to his college graduation uh, he defeats the bad guys. He finally gets there in time. Aunt May's there. And when the graduation ceremony occurs, like, they give him, they don't call his name or they give him an empty thing. He's like, where's my diploma? And they're like, look, you missed a physical education credit. So uh. you're going to have to take that up. <laughs> so, like, of all things to miss, he misses gym class. It's Spider-Man. He doesn't get his diploma, of course. Uh, but just that Parker look is so awesome. Um calling back something something you said earlier i i kind of want to 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 stir the pot if you would real quick was it green goblin or was it the webbing Mm. Mm, that you know what it's (laughs) hotly hotly debated and i am correct that it has never been definitively spoken in the comics one way or the other it's it's it is an up in the air thing still no and i can't remember if you study that panel like is there the word snap yep on there I was so just if, discussing this with Ellie before we recorded. If the word snap is there, I kind of think it's Peter's fault for for hastingly, instead of maybe 
leaping off and grabbing her and mm-hmm. then swinging away hastily shooting a webbing and even though it stretches i don't know that's the most tragic thing is think about your peter yourself you'd never know did i do that or what or do i just blame the goblin do i just blame norman osborne because i don't want to think about that i did screw up but that's that's Parker's life, man. I know, I and know. that's that's what I wanted to ask you as your opinion on it, because I know that's something that is a hotly debated issue, because they've never really given a definitive answer, and if they do, they retcon immediately. So it's kind of one of those things that will forever be, you know, what did it. And the the reverse argument I've heard on that is that snapping sound is his webbing hitting her to, like, grab uh, her. Okay. But, okay. It, but it's one of those things they've never really used it that way before. Mm-hmm. So. No, but she could have been dead before, or yes. right. the... You know, because when he got there and he just tossed her off. I like that it's ambiguous. Cause, I do, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think they should clarify some things. Because it's something that, that, that could definitely eat Peter up on the inside of, you know, yeah. he, he blames the goblin, but maybe deep down he knows, I it could have been me mm-hmm. that, well, that actually yeah, did I, it. Yeah, and, and it's the thing that everyone he loves, that everyone is near to him always is in danger, always gets hurt. Uh, which is why his secret identity is very important, mm-hmm. which is why, you know, Homecoming, he's just telling everybody or everybody finds out. Don't, I got I Sorry, I go back to Homecoming all the time. <laughs> 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 because the fact that Aunt May found out at the end, do you realize how much that changes things moving forward? Like, this is a different <laughs> Spider-Man. This is like that changes the game entirely. It really does, and I was trying to, I was immediately like, oh, well, when does, does she ever find out in Ultimate? And I'm like, I can't remember that much of Ultimate right now, and I know she finds out at certain, well, everyone finds out he's Spider-Man during um the, right, the regular, yeah, during the yeah. Civil War run and everything, but then that gets retconned in the yeah. worst deal imaginable. Yeah. <laughs> so, but. But May didn't know for years, you know, that's yeah. the thing, it's like, she's not supposed to know, because it's just going to put her in danger. Exactly, and more. it's. And it's one of those things, I know that this has been discussed before, but it's just weird how, like, nobody else seems to care that, that people know who they are. But for some reason, if Peter, if people find out that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, it has the most terrifying repercussions constantly to him. Yeah, yeah. Like, everyone knows Tony Stark's Iron Man. Nothing right. seems to really result from that. <laughs> right. Um, oh, <laughs> uh, there's, uh, everyone knows Captain, well, Captain America is a weird one because he, he's a man out of time. So affecting him is really weird to do. Well, but, in the MCU, they really don't have secret identities. If no. you think about, you know, on the, the, on the screen in the movies, uh, they don't, they don't do it. No, they don't. Uh, I guess yeah. the, I'm even wait, even Peter technically Stark knows who he is. And, um, Happy Hogan technically does too. And Pepper Potts. And, yeah, I mean, and, he was about to, and Aunt May. to send him uh, to the press conference and and, and unmask himself. I, I was like, I was seriously wondering. I'm like, is it going to seriously end with like him unmasking himself? And right. it's like, I'm I guess I'm Spider Man. And yeah, I was like, like no, no way. There's no way they're they're going to do yeah. that. And they didn't. So I mean, there there's yeah. that. But yeah. Oh man, sorry. I, like like we have we have been going on so many different tangents. <laughs> I think this is the first time we've really discussed Spider Man outside of the movies too on here. Oh, that's awesome. Took us, took us fifty episodes, but yeah. But I'm I'm glad we we got to it with with a I, I like I said I've said this a few times now a very big Spider Man fan and expert in my opinion too. So yeah, and I mean this is and like this is a different it's a different book. Like it's yes. a, it's almost like a, a, a it's not your typical. Uh, you know, superhero action. It has splash pages, but sometimes they're of like an empty apartment. It's a very different kind of quiet, mm-hmm. more artistic. It's hard to describe, you know. It, it, um, it is. It really is. But but it's 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 very special. Like I love I love what it ended up being, and and the feeling really the feeling you get from reading this is uh is fantastic. You feel you get the blue. Yeah, you, you kind of do. It was one of those like I, I seriously went into it kind of knowing, like I said the other stuff, but I did not know it was going to be this like Peter story the whole time, like this, mm-hmm. this deep into it. So it was a really, it, it was a nice thing to read, sort of in the sense of I knew I knew I was reading a superhero story, but I was really reading about the character that is the hero, not the hero. Right. So I like, like I said for for anyone who. Who would like? Who has been a Spider-Man fan? Hasn't picked this up? I would recommend it. It is. It is a great. It is a great um, storytelling device, and also gives a different angle on a very interesting time in the Spider-Man mythos and you know history too. So, and it does the they they do the same thing on with the stuff they did for DC too. 
to 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 go back to those real quick. The the Long Halloween and Dark Victory are sort of retellings of certain events, but from their point of view, and it's and th- those are once again really well done in my opinion. So if if anyone wants to check those out yeah. too, and then Jeff Loeb is uh he's uh, he's head of the TV Marvel's TV right now. Really, uh, uh, nice. I think that's the same. I believe that's the same Jeff Loeb is uh running their TV division and uh, oversees a lot of the Netflix and. Uh, Ugh, the Inhumans and Agents of Shield. <laughs> oh man, do, do we, do we got an opinionated thing that's 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 coming out really soon. Have you guys uh, seen the Defenders yet? No, yeah. we are we are gonna work on that shortly. All right, we're a little behind on the the, the, yeah, the offshoot the show, show. stuff, so I don't want to see the Defenders yet. <laughs> um, I do have a kind of a weird thing that I wanted to say about the Netflix series. I feel they should do the episodes in reverse. That the Defenders should be the longer series, and that wow. the individual characters should be condensed down to like an eight-episode run. I think that, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if if you think about the stories, as we were saying earlier, they do a great job, but there's a lot of drama and stuff that they could probably, if they cut it down, it, I think that would be better instead of the way they've done it where it's I, reversed. I mean, yes and no. It depends on the story. It, it, Daredevil yeah. dragged for me. But Iron Fist... I was about to say, I don't want to beat this dead horse that everyone else on the internet has, but... So you're telling me that, that you'd watch... that Would eight episodes of Iron Fist made you happier? I have been able to get through Iron Fist much faster. Like, I've been more intrigued with the... Really? Oh, yeah. I've, I liked that one. Maybe it's... I don't, I don't even know, because you know me, I'm not on the internet as much as you are, but... Um, you're maybe the only one who liked Iron yeah, Fist. Yeah, see, I, I liked it. I, I don't know what it was about it. I liked the characters, and I just, huh. I was intrigued by the, the story. I, I, and I, and I was, I, maybe it was because, it's probably because me going into it, I really don't know much. I didn't know much about Iron Fist. Sure. Nobody, nobody really does. I mean, <laughs> no. Very, very obscure. Okay? Uh, yeah, so I never really read much on on that character or anything, so I was it was a wow, learning were, experience. That's the first positive thing I've heard anyone say. <laughs> well, uh, we made Iron it 50 Fist. We well, made it 50 episodes, and now begins our downfall because Ellie decided to give a you know controversial f- opinion. I never, no, but, I, I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm used to uh, people. I, I just say what I want to say, and and if you don't like it, it's cool. If you like it, great too. But um, I'll say something else that might make me a little unpopular. Oh my gosh! Stop. I know. <laughs> Let's go. I love this. Give me something else I've never heard before. Okay, so. <laughs> Probably you've never heard too many people say much about Tim Sale's artwork in this book. Okay. Okay. So I'm. You're going to have to do the defense thing I told you you need to do if I, you bring this up. Okay. Okay. Right. So <laughs> I know we've prepped this because I was like, I was scared to say my opinion and I'm Hold normally. On. Real, real oh, quick. No? Real quick. <laughs> you, yeah. But before you start this, if okay. anyone would like to give us a five star review on <laughs> iTunes, do it now. <laughs> Now, don't do it after what is about to be said, please. No, no. Ellie, have you read the stuff by Tim Sale before this? Yes. Okay, okay. Yes. So, um, I don't think it's that bad. I think Zinger made it more than it was. What all I was saying was, um, I I get that it's supposed to look reminiscent of older days. Um, I, I get that. It's not supposed to look like, you know, the, the newer stuff nowadays. Um, the only thing I, I really it was distracting to me, I guess, was I was kind of comparing it and looking at the Batman stuff. And, yeah. and I, I love the way he draws. I, I love the none of that was distracting to me. I love the way it looks. I love the way he drew um, Catwoman, Catwoman, Joker, the bat the bat you know batman himself and all that stuff but with this everything was fine except some of the male characters like spider-man like harry like flat i don't they just they seem so much older than what they were so when i'm when i'm looking at it and i'm looking at the art and 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 i'm looking through it now i i like the colors i like the way a lot of the stuff is drawn it's just a few of the characters I just, I don't feel they're in college. You they, feel like they're in their mid-30s. Yeah, they, okay, I, I get I, the I feel, get that, yeah. yeah, and it's just, to me, it's just a little distracting because if you've heard me talking about homecoming and other, I like, I'm a little bit different than you. I like the high school Peter. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. that, like, high, high school going into college, but I, I like that more youthful, quirky Peter. 
And like I said, he just, it doesn't, I feel like <laughs> this is middle-aged Peter, even though he's supposed to be in college. And I, I yeah. guess that's the only thing I didn't care for as far as the art style in this is that. Everything else is great. It's just that was my main thing that him and um, Peter and, and Harry really just, <laughs> they just. I mean, it, that kind of makes sense. And I think it also speaks a lot to how. Like what our perception of what people look like at what age right. seems to change. It does as change. time goes on. Yeah. Like this kind of retro look. It's like people looked older at, <laughs> uh, at the same age than we do now. Because now, look, I'm like 41 and I look around at my 40 year olds friends and I'm like, I, this is not what I thought 40 year olds would look like when I was <laughs> like 10. <laughs> So, in much in the same way, these people, like, they're all kind of, like, they're wearing ties, and he does look like he's, it's an older look. But, like, I think people just looked older when they were younger. <laughs> I don't know. Or we just thought they did. It's very weird. But I get what you're coming with with this. Yeah. So, that, so see, it wasn't that bad. Right? No. no that's Wrong not way. that bad at all. <laughs> There's a knock at the door. I see torches. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I, I, I told her like I was like just just think back to Batman like that that I feel it. it I love the way yeah Batman is phenomenal. I love the way it's drawn. I like that. A it's lot. just I think for this I I mean you said that and since I looked at it later I'm like oh I can see what she's talking about. Darn it, it's, it's gonna be stuck it, in my head now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean it's also a little it seems a little more cartoony than the the DC stuff. It, it does. It, it actually right. does. I, I will agree with that. The DC mm-hmm. stuff is basically drawn. It seems like it's almost drawn on black almost the entire time. It's a very darker yeah. stuff for, yeah. for the Batman. Yeah. Um, Superman is the flip of that to where it's all very bright. Right. And with Spider-Man, you know, you want to go. The colors are great and you yep. want to keep it nice, nice and light and airy. I just appreciate Tim Sale's like panel compositions yes Mm -hmm. just the splash pages the simple things where he's hanging upside down in front of the newsstand Mm -hmm. and you see uh the whole street but it's a very open great use of silhouette and black uh heavy black areas and and uh i just they're very interesting compositions that you normally wouldn't see even the, the the borders the way they're kind of uh hand drawn and jagged and not uniform it's just a great uh, feel, like a hand-drawn feel to the whole thing. So this, so since this is just kind of also turning into just us talking about Spider-Man for the first <laughs> yes. time in forever, um, I've, I've been wanting to do this for a while. I've been wanting to try to get a podcast episode together around this, and it's very weird. It's a very weird thing to discuss, especially since it's a visual medium on an audio format. But what is everyone's favorite version of the Spider-Man costume? Or outfit, or uniform, mm. or whatever it you want to call it. Are you going first? As oh an no, example? I just I I wants to go first. I I can go first because I know exactly. I the, the classic one's off the table because I'm assuming everyone's going to be like, oh, the classic is the classic. Okay, so you just made it interesting. Okay. Okay, so so that one is off the table. You you can't right. use the classic Spider-Man one. The one I like, and the easiest way to tell you which one it is is it's the Mayday Parker one where okay. it's but he Spider-Man or was it the oh my gosh I'm going to discuss the clone saga for a second oh. Um, oh. Hold, hold up everyone hold up don't worry <laughs> it's that outfit but he did wear it for a little bit and I it's it looks like the classic one but it's broken up differently and the yeah. webbing's a little different it's it's different enough that it was a cool like 90s hey we're going to change up these characters it was it was a nice not drastic change, but nice enough for for me. And I, I I'm assuming everyone else is going to say the black, the back in black um, outfit. I was but, I was gonna that is uh I was gonna say the black outfit just because historically when I was reading Spider Man when that happened again it was on it was on the news it was in the newspaper they were like oh my god Spider Man's costume is changing and of course we know where that led to with yes. Venom and the clones. But the story of how that design got made is pretty fascinating. Really? I can't remember all the details, but it's something like they had a fan submission and they kind of stole it and didn't pay <laughs> the guy. And he he was trying to sue them. And originally, like, the white parts were red. But just the simple white spider, white eyes, and the and the white squares on his hand. I mean, I have a, an action figure of it here right in mm-hmm. front of me. Uh, wow, just sick. Like... You wanted Spider-Man dark and scary. 
and this was it. And the reaction of the people in the comic book when he came back, people were like, who are you? And like, yeah. he's like, I'm Spider-Man. It's great. Uh, and then what, it, yeah, just what it meant to him and what it turned into. I will always love that honorable mention. I'm going to give to uh, Spidey 2099. It's a pretty sick costume. Oh, yeah. The, the like, cape-y webbing thing that he has. and the, Yeah, like, Miguel O'Hara. He's got, like, spikes out of his arms. Yeah, I was about to say the Batman S spikes out of his yep, arms. Yep, yeah, that's, yep. I kind of like that one, too. Ellie, what's your favorite Spider-Man outfit? <sighs> the, I think it's similar to the one you... You know how the one they have for the new game? Which one's that? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, oh, the one the for the PS4. Yes. Oh, I forgot about that one. Can I use on that one? I know it's... Sure. I oh, love God. that one. I think that oh, is... It. It's hot. It's gorgeous. You like the big white spider? That's the yes. one that bothers me. Yes. I don't know why... And apparently there's a reason why, they, like they said, in-game, there's a reason. But uh, I like that suit except for the white stuff. I like really it. Like Really? I don't okay. know. I she she's showing me a picture yeah. right now to hammer it yeah. in. <laughs> yeah, it's got the the white spider. It's got an accent white on his ankle, um, the white eyes with the black around it, and then it's got the accent down the forearm white with the on the white well, hands it's on his hands. Yeah, yeah. and then the, I don't know. I I don't know why. It's, I just it's a think good it's... suit. But if that spider was just black, it'd be fine. <laughs> white. Maybe it glows. I don't know. Maybe if the reason is uh, compelling enough, I might. Be swayed. Wow, the trailer for this? Did you guys see the gameplay trailer? Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. My, oh, yes. Wow. I, wow. I, I love Insomniac. And the yeah. fact they're, that they're doing yes. this game has got me very excited because I'm like, I, I don't see like how this could go wrong. And they've they've, you know, expressed that you know you can swing through the city. And I don't know if it was a pre-rendered or pre-cut thing to where he when he was going through the building and kind of jumping from I'm like, that's how I want Spider-Man to move. I want to be able yeah. to where, you know, you can jump and move and do these flips and all these acrobatics yeah. through stuff. And that is just just open world. I just I love I'm excited. I'm excited. It's I mean, have you guys ever played the uh Spider-Man two on Xbox, yeah. Sam Raimi's? That yes, still uh, holds one. up. It's an amazing like that game you can go anywhere. I I would just I never did the mission. I would just swing around the city and I jump off the Empire State Building mm-hmm. and then just swing around like I never did any of this stuff because it was so much fun. But this <laughs> the PS4 game, this is like the Arkham uh asylum of uh Spider Man. Yes. Uh, and it looks awesome. Uh uh that it just looks amazing. I, I as much as I don't want to compare it to Arkham, even though I know it's 100% very similar to Arkham, because I'm like, I don't want to do that comparison because everyone else is, but I'm like, it's 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 there, sadly. And I mean, they've, they've made that a format and a, yeah. a very awesome, you know, just like GTA turned all games into like Sandbox. <laughs> yeah. But, but why not give all give me all these characters of this kind of game like it's a great it's a great model for and it, it works for it works for spider-man you know the spider sense makes sense to you know where how you can yeah. counter and stuff like that that you know he can crawl on any surface so i mean him sneaking around and you know doing the web people up is something that spider-man would do so i mean the stealth it's, stuff is great like i've never seen that in a spider-man game where so, he's uh stealth grabbing yeah, and that and that would be something that I mean would be cool yep. to see. Although I find it hard to believe that he would be able to do that with a giant white spider. Yes, <laughs> and I bring it back. No, I I I actually enjoy enjoy that 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 outfit. When as soon as you said it, I was like, darn it! I oh, that was the one I I've been like kind of secretly like being a fan of. I'm. It's not a secret for me. I'm just. No, I'm, I'm wearing it proudly. You've 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 had opinions in this episode. A I, lot always of them. Have, I always I always have opinions. The, you have the, you're wearing it right now. That's awesome. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, I'm jealous. I want to wear it. All right. So I guess continuing since we're kind of done with our blue review, and we we, we want to have you on. We want to continue to have you for a few more things. Since sure. I mean, we're we're getting to talk about Spider Man, which is I, I guess we've got an excuse now to do it. So why not go full force? Yay! Favorite Spider Man villain now for everybody mm. Mm. Ah, wow that's a tough one i don't want to go cliche and say green goblin although the beauty of all a lot of his villains is that they are they have these personal connections and it's that parker luck again and i love in blue and he's like uh oh my arch nemesis knows who i am oh and by the way it's the dad of my best friend and i yeah. mentioned that <laughs> like it's perfect spider-man uh, I'll give it to be, because of one storyline, Craven the Hunter. Craven's last, last hunt, hunt 
which is an amazing, amazingly dark. That is more like the Dark Knight Returns of Spider-Man. It's I a story. will give that one to you. It's, uh, on that. Craven decides he wants to take out Spider-Man. He darts him, puts him out, and buries him in a coffin in the grave, alive, asleep. And then he puts on Spider-Man's black suit and goes around becoming Spider-Man. And uh, there's a crazy ending to it, and uh, there's another character called Vermin, and Spider-Man has to dig his way out, and wow, it is just dark. It's so good. So I've always loved Craven because usually Craven's a goofball, mm-hmm. and in this he was kind of okay. He was kind of yeah. like the mastermind in Blue, also. Uh, but that Mike Zach drawing it, uh, amazing. I love the Craven. So uh, behind the scenes, real quick on that. Um, interestingly enough, when when I was originally discussing with you about coming on for something and everything i actually had like i I made a short short list for myself real quick of you know possible ones i wanted to maybe you know i was like oh which one should we do you know should we do the first ultimate one and i was like ah we've 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 done a few origin you know starting points so i'm like i kind of want to do one that's that's a good standalone story and craven's last hunt was one that i had thought of asking you about but i was like no i've i've never read blue so i'm like i kind of want to i kind of want an excuse to read blue Oh, that's so, great, so it was, was going to be Cravens. Yeah, it was yeah, going to be yeah. Cravens there for a little bit, but I, I I presented Blue to you, and you you seemed to be excited about it. So I was like, all right, it sounds like one that we should do. And I'm glad it was something you guys hadn't read before. Yeah, that's uh, that's so the other that, thing. Yeah, it was yeah. one that we we got into for this episode, so that was that was very cool. And like I said, I, I enjoyed it. But Ellie, um, do you want to anchor this this one, or would you want to go next for Spider Man villain? Um, I like Venom. Darn it. <laughs> Which Venom? Which Venom, though? Eddie Brock. I, okay, Eddie Brock Venom. Yes. Gotcha. That's a good one. Yes. I don't um, know. It's just their their whole relationship and, and the the rivalry. And I just, I don't know. I, I that When I think of Spider-Man villains, I think of Venom. Again, a personal connection. And this guy is reverse Spider-Man. Yes. Uh, yeah. And his introduction... In issue three hundred, also great. Uh, and so, when did you when did you see Venom first? Like, what was your introduction to Venom, Ellie? Actually, I hate to admit this, but um, the mo- uh, the the movies. It was the movie, okay. Yeah, and okay. then then once I saw the movies, then I, I dug back in and you know looked looked him up in more of the comic books and wanted to you know see more of him. But yeah, the yeah. first time I saw it was in the movies. Nineties so cartoon. <laughs> yeah, 90s cartoons is actually great. But Ellie, this is what you got to do. There's a trade called, uh, I think it's the Black Saga uh, Spider-Man trade paperback. It collects everything from when he gets the symbiote in Secret Wars and comes back and to the, the creation of Venom. And because after Venom, he kind of wore the black, a cloth version of the black suit after they got rid of the symbiote. Uh, but... Uh, they teased, if you were reading the comic books, they teased him so great. There was these random panels where, like, I remember Peter was standing at a subway and it was at the end of one of the stories and somebody shoves him right in front of the train before it comes and he pops out and he's like, my spider sense didn't go off. What (laughs) the hell just happened? So, and they do that a couple of times and they don't really clarify it. And then you see him, Spider-Man 300, drawn by Todd McFarlane. He freaks out Mary Jane so badly to the point where Mary goes to Peter, she goes, you can't wear that black costume anymore, even the cloth <laughs> version. Uh, he traumatized me. Please get rid of it. And so he had to go back to his original red and blues. But, man, it's like if you read that whole black costume saga and you realize what this symbiote is, what Eddie Brock is, and then what they became, it was amazing until they ruined it with all the stupid clones. <laughs> all right do you Uh-oh. want me to pick a different one or do you want me to go with what i originally was gonna say how about you can go with who your your true favorite is and then if you want to have like a, a backup or a second yeah, i kind of want to know what both of those were all right fine <laughs> i was gonna say the symbiote itself actually because oh, the symbiote because oh. the symbiote actually yes. has a hatred for parker itself Yes. It fed it, it and Brock fed off each other, but it has yes. gone to other people over the years. And I do like its arc of when it became its own hero with yes. becoming Agent Venom. So yeah. No, yeah, that's a good pick, man. The it, symbiote is sentient, and really, even when he was with Brock, like they didn't want to hurt innocent people. Mm-hmm. They always kind of had a, a code, and uh, you know he continued that with Agent Venom trying to help. And 
But yeah, the symbiote is a sentient person. I never think about that. That is an excellent choice. So that so that, that was going to be mine. But since you said Venom, I was trying to think of well, what what's what's another one as I'm thinking. <laughs> and I don't want to say Green Goblin, not not out of anything like th- like that, um, because it, he he kind of is the 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 Joker to the Batman, yeah, yeah, uh, and yeah. so it's kind of those the, those two are infinitely intertwined. Sometimes, yeah, actually, Spider Man has a few of those because mm-hmm. technically Venom would be kind of the same thing to an extent, but. I kind of want to say Doc Ock to a certain degree. Yeah, I, I like that one. That's a great one. Because he's, I mean, he became Spider-Man there for a little bit too, which was... Did you read the Superior Spider-Man? I, I did actually, read some of it, and it was one of those it. weird things, and it also has one of my favorite moments in one of the, in a Spider-Man comic, is where he punches the jaw off a of Gargan and realizes <laughs> how strong Spider-Man, like... Doc Ock's mind, Doc Ock in Spider-Man's body realizes how strong Spider-Man is and yeah. goes, wow, he's been holding back this whole time. Even after everything I've done to him, he was holding back. That still. was a great part And of it was just one of those, yeah, I'm yeah. like, whoa! Well, word spread around the villains that <laughs> Spider-Man now is seriously giving people beatdowns. He's a little unhinged. Another great moment, Black Cat. Black Cat and Peter have always flirted. They've always had this, like, sexual tension. So mm-hmm. she creeps up on Superior, not knowing that it's Otto, starts to flirt with him. He turns around and just doesn't say a word, clocks her right in the face. <laughs> and she's like, dude, what is your problem? And he has no idea who she is. And that sets her off to, like, she still hates him. She's super pissed. She's gathering the, the crime armies in New York. And, Isn't uh, she the kingpin right now, or like basically? She's the kingpin, and Peter's yeah. even tried to explain to her. He's like, "No, no, uh, Doc Ock was in my head. We body swapped. It was a thing." And she's like, "You know what? I don't care. I still hate you." <laughs> and even that explanation is crazy. Think about it, like nobody believed him about the the mind swap, but uh, you know it set him up for what he has now. Peter Parker has a he's a CEO. He's kind of a Tony Stark. He's got tech in his suit. He's got his own business that makes uh, tech stuff. Uh, so I don't know if I, I like that part too much. I kind of wish they would just go back to that. That was going to be my final thing for, for this was going to actually be the question of, and this is an interesting thing. If you really think about it, Peter has done everything he can to, you know, better himself and be a better character in the comics for a long time, excluding some recent events. I'm, I'm going to exclude those for, for reasons, but I can technically use them as an argument in a second. Um, he has tried to better himself so much, but there, his villains have actually grown more than he has in certain aspects. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Eddie Brock technically became a hero in a sense by you know when he was anti Venom and stuff like that. Right. Right. Um, Doc Ock. I like I said. I'm. I'm just said. I'm excluding current. Doc yeah. Ock did a better job being Spider-Man than Spider-Man was being Spider-Man bit. to an extent yeah, of, yeah. you know, networking and doing this whole thing of kind of ruling through fear. But it's just, it's an interesting thing that all these characters around Spider-Man get to grow and become better. And he sort of does, he he's sort of stuck in this little perpetual motion thing of he's not really going anywhere to an extent that's a good point but like now he's learning languages he was driving race cars he's uh you know and but this is all because of doc ock putting uh, putting him in this position he could never it's i mean that's kind of what i loved about the superior spider-man that he was a little more efficient and he didn't but he he didn't have uh the soul of so it's one of my criticisms of the dance slot because i i I enjoy some of what he does, but he's diluting a lot of it. Because you got a Spider Island, everybody has Spider-Man powers. Then they're like, oh, Doc Octopus is Spider-Man. Then he's like, oh, here's every Spider-Man and every multiverse ever all thrown together. Uh, it's just like it's been everything except about Spider-Man, which is why I was excited for this Chip Zdarsky book that came out just recently. I think he's taken it back to street-level single Spider-Man stories. Uh, that we that we like that I like anyways from back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I mean they've they've kind of shifted focus a lot. I know to Miles Morales too. Yeah, yeah, because now he's part of like the main universe. It's so crazy what they've done. But aren't they supposed to? Okay, I I try to keep up with current events and comics, but it's it's hard to do. I'll, I'll, I'll yes. admit that. Yes. Um, <laughs> and and I I I kind of 
like to get trades of certain stuff because once the story's done, I can be like, okay, I, I can read all of it right now just in one go. So I kind of like that. But aren't they supposed to be... Since Miles Morales that we know of is from the Ultimate Universe. He is not right. from this Earth. And right. that it has kind of been sort of hinted at that there is a actual Miles Morales from our or from the main Marvel Universe Earth, isn't they? Aren't they supposed to be wrapping up that story that was like hinted at five years ago? Yeah, well, finally? okay. So this is this is a little bit confusing. Oh, uh, sweet. Because, yes. Because in the Avengers, they this they that big uh, crossover where they had to the universes were colliding. And they were literally destroying worlds and universes to save their own. Uh, and the last thing that happened is the Ultimate Universe and the main 616 universe combined, forcing Miles Morales into this world. Now, five years ago, Brian Michael Bendis, Sarah Michelli did a miniseries called Spider-Men. It was really great. Mysterio figures out a portal between the 616 universe, the Ultimate Universe, and Spider-Man follows him over there, meets Miles Morales... And the whole thing, and Miles is like, wait, you're old, you're like Peter, but older, because that teenage Peter had died. And then they go back into the 616 to fight Mysterio. And at the very end, Peter is looking up in this. He's like, I wonder who the Miles is here. And the last panel of this series, it's like five issues, is you see him at the computer, and he's like, oh, my God. And you don't know what's going on. And that was like five years ago. So now they're doing Spider-Man 2. But I don't know what continuity or what universe this is in if... It's still when the Ultimate Universe still exists. I haven't read it yet. So it's a little convoluted and confusing, as comics tend to be. No, never. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I wanted to ask you guys, have you checked out the new Marvel at Disney XD Spider-Man cartoon show? Um, I actually was a huge fan of the Ultimate one. The Ultimate oh, Spider-Man. Like that one? I that actually like, enjoyed that one. that one. Which one yeah. was voiced by Neil Patrick Harris? That one was the one on MTV yeah, that from was like the three. Yeah, that was the three D one from the three D. That was a good one. I liked that one. Early two yeah. thousands. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, I can't remember 2000s. which one that one was yeah. called, but I liked that one. I I need to check out. I've heard good things about this new one, but I I really like the Ultimate one. I thought they did a great job with it. Personally, the Ultimate I mean, one got a little too like he kept breaking the fourth. It was like wacky. It was like Family Guy. It was like Spider Man and Family Guy, <laughs> where he's stopping and turning to the camera, and there's tables huh. like a little Funko Spider Man cartoon thing. So this new one, it's just called Spider Man. It's interesting what they're doing. They've combined kind of the Spider Man MCU and comic book Spider Man. It starts two weeks after he gets his powers. He's in his homemade outfit, and he's still learning how to be Spider-Man. However, they what they pull in from the comic books is Max Modell runs Horizon High School, and Harry Osborn goes there, and he's trying to get into Horizon because uh, it's a science school. And guess who else is a student at Horizon High? None other than Miles Morales. Oh. They're both the same age, uh, but... What they do in here, right away, it flashes back to Uncle Ben scene because Peter's like, what would Uncle Ben do? Uncle Ben, voiced by Patton Oswalt, and, and it works. It kind of works. It's like a younger Uncle Ben, uh, and he's he's got, like, different uh, – it's interesting. He talks about, like, the PSI of his web shooters. He has a setting to make it go higher. He's learning how to be Spider-Man. He doesn't even – and so he makes his own Spider-Man costume in this. No mention of Tony Stark or the Avengers in the first two episodes so far. And he doesn't even get it to his costume until the second one. Uh, it, was, it wasn't bad. I was like, I didn't know. I thought they were going to go straight like the Spider-Man from Homecoming. But they're kind of, they're, it's heavy on the comic book stuff they're pulling in. So. Hmm, I'll have to check that out. Need I a, liked it. Good. Need a, I don't know. I've, I've always been attracted to the Spider-Man cartoons for some reason. I guess that's, well, that's how I kind of got introduced to the character was the 90s one and that was a great one. x-men too technically yeah yeah through that those are great spectacular spider-man i thought was really good that had like two seasons mm-hmm. that's uh, the, the what, what was the one that that you're talking about ellie i'm trying to remember what was that called spectacular spider-man see i can't remember what it was called i just i, d- I just remember. know it's the neil patrick harris one that was yeah i know was, yeah it was based like it was right after the same raimi movies it was like yes. those same characters mm-hmm. uh, i think it was just called spider-man the something i have all of them i even have the 64 there's a box set dvd like the, the 64 spider-man oh spider-man backgrounds Friends? No, no, from the 60s. Oh, the, oh, is that the, the one they get all the memes from? Yes. That's okay, yeah, that one. type of the gif for Spider-Man where he's dancing and he looks ridiculous and sometimes there's no webs on him and the background is just the same and it looks trippy. 
It's awesome. It's totally trippy. Uh, from the 60s, uh, Ralph Bakshi like, produced, directed a lot of those. Awesome. But he's, he's had some uh, a good incarnations on the small screen, Spider-Man. And Ellen, <laughs> you had something. Well, I was just one more. Uh, I mean, it was fun doing the ones you did. Okay, like, okay, suggestions. cool. Yeah. I just had one more. All right. Um, what was your favorite Spider-Man team-up? Like, who did you like? Who he's teamed up with before? Yeah, like, was there any certain character that you thought it was a good team up with him? Hmm. And he's teamed up with a lot of people. I know. That's, that's, yes, yeah. yes. There was a whole title. Marvel. It was Marvel Team Up, and it was just Spider-Man and somebody else every every month. I will uh, let our who, guests go first. Well, classically, him and uh, Johnny Storm, the Human Torch, have, have been great pals. They always rip on each other. And uh, I, I, I've always liked their their chemistry. And fun fact, Johnny Storm helped him design the Spider-Mobile. The spider buggy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the most ridiculous thing. This, like, buggy in the 70s drove up the wall. Yes. <laughs> um, For me, team up. Hmm. There's one that's on my mind right now, and it's because of, of our recent discussion about the ultimate one. Oh, and okay. And the fourth wall breaking. Okay. Um... Him and Deadpool, nice. I oh, think yeah, kind of works. That, uh, yeah, yeah. Because they 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 like have this weird relationship with each other, and it's really funny. And the fact that I think a lot of people reference the fact that Deadpool just looks like a knockoff of Spider-Man with his costume, but with he, guns. He is. Oh, he is. That's uh, that's this what Rob Liefeld did. He just stole a bunch of things and made uh, put him on Deadpool. Uh, I, but he has guns. Yeah. I, I've always enjoyed that that team up, personally. Ellie, that I dynamic feel like... is great because Spider-Man's usually the one annoying the villains, and here's Deadpool annoying the crap <laughs> out of Spider-Man, and he's like, just <laughs> shut up, dude. Really, with all this craziness? So I like that. It's a good one. Ellie, what what would yours be? Um, It was just a couple issues, and I thought it was interesting when I was kind of like looking through stuff, um, but uh, Spider-Man teamed up with Loki to take oh. on a evil sorceress. I <laughs> I thought it was really cool, and when I was reading it online, um, they were taught. There was panels of um, they were having hot dogs together on top of a building. <laughs> that is the of- weirdest <laughs> thing in the world. That's a crazy team up. I think I may have read that. That sounds very familiar. <laughs> he also he's friends with Doctor Strange, which is somebody you don't yes, think yeah. that Peter a- would hang out with. But uh, him and Doctor Strange are buddies. I guess because they're both New York based. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because he has a, a connection with Madam Web, who's kind of mystical. Also, Spider-Man and Daredevil is always fun. Yeah, that, uh, that, one, that one's another good one. And yeah, wasn't there one where uh, there was one time where he went blind, so he had to kind of rely on Daredevil's help? I think. Oh, yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Spider-Man's done so much stuff. I know. Though, so it's hard to, it's kind of like... And there's Spider-Ham Spider-Man. and... Oh, Peter Porker, the spectacular <laughs> Spider-Ham. He's great. <laughs> Uh, Spider, you know what? Spider-Man Punisher is always great. I these Netflix shows, I would love. They should just Spider-Man hangs out with all these dudes. Like he lives in New York at the street level with mm-hmm. these guys. Yeah. Why can't you give us a Spider-Man on the Netflix exactly. shows? Exactly. Just, just a cameo. <laughs> just yeah, just a cameo, please. Just a little cameo. Just a mention. They're never gonna mention. They're never gonna mention. They did say the incident on Defenders. That's it. Yeah, they it's instead <laughs> it's the New York events now, just the incident. Yeah. But um, it was a pleasure having you on, sir. Um, I'm sure that this will not be the last time you'll be on on here with us to discuss something nerdy. But yeah, um, you guys are great. You love Spider-Man as much as I do. Anytime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, more than half. We just needed a really really valid excuse to just randomly talk about it outside of the movie. So thank you for allowing us to to have that happen. Heck yeah. <laughs> but um. Oh. Once again, where can people find you on the well, internet? All, all you got to do is uh, search the Jock and Nerd podcast or visit jockandnerd.com. So if you want some Spider-Man content, we have a bunch. I did a whole episode uh, where we do one's called the Essential Spider-Man Reading List, where uh, me and another buddy who is Spider-Man fans, we broke down a couple of great storylines for people to read. I did one called The History of Spider-Man in the Small Screen, where I take you through every cartoon and TV show uh, of Spider-Man chronologically with some audio clips. That one was a lot of fun. Nice. And uh, I try to squeeze Spider-Man in whenever I can, much to the chagrin of my co-host, Anthony, <laughs> who just hates 
hates it when I, he's a Batman guy, but uh, he lets me talk Spider-Man. So uh, really just visit jockandnerd.com, Jock and Nerd Podcast. Check it out. If you guys, uh, you I think your listeners would, we kind of talk a lot about the same stuff and mm-hmm. got different points of views. I think your listeners would enjoy it. It makes a nice compliment to the Zeng this. Oh, thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. Yes, we are opinionated on certain things, and as are you. <laughs> Most of the time, opposing opinions. Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy, because I'm like the agreeable one, and everyone else is always yelling at me on my show. So. <laughs> awesome. Well, what are some of the best ways for people to find us, if they've come over here to check out us from the Jock and Nerd, possibly? Yeah. Well, you can, of course, go to Podbean. You can also find us on Apple Podcast. I'm glad we're saying that right, finally, now. Yes, previously <laughs> I, iTunes. I still said iTunes, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. It, rebranding. Whatever. <laughs> Um, yeah facebook you can also find us on twitter instagram at zingness podcast you can see us playing some games on twitchy twitch and that's twitch tv that's twitch Twitch dot dot tv (laughs) slash zingness correct also help support the podcast by going to patreon.com slash zingness if you want to find us on youtube it's just search zingness make sure to subscribe if we get to 100 followers on youtube it's just then youtube.com slash thing this help us out instead of all those random numbers bingo <laughs> and finally if you want to email us directly you can go to zing this at gmail.com our sound guy is a aaron and and our logo actually you know what i need to start doing this okay our logo is done by chris zinger he is my older brother yes um check him out i will leave a link in the description he's awesome so i i've, I've i'm sorry chris i've for you you've you've given us that logo almost a year ago now and it's taken 50 episodes for me to finally remember to start shouting you out for doing our logo so thank you and finally dj golden boy as always 89 play us out